Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better. So today on the One Year No Beer podcast, we are going to be talking about alcohol-free, non-alcoholic, and below 0.5% beers. I just want to warn you that if you're not interested in drinking alcohol-free beer, if you are think or have any thoughts that um, by having an alcohol-free beer, which has less alcohol in it than orange juice or maybe even your vinegar that you put on your chips, if you think that's going to trigger you or cause you to have frustration, then don't listen to this podcast. For everyone else, this is a really insightful podcast about what it takes to brew an alcohol-free beer, what's happening in our country and globally around alcohol alcohol-free beers and why choosing an alcohol-free beer that you enjoy or a non-alcoholic beer that you enjoy can really help you with this challenge. Over to our guest today with Rob. Welcome back to another fantastic edition of the One Year No Beer podcast. And today I am joined by a very special individual who is taking over the alcohol-free world. Uh, Rob Fink joins us, who is CEO and founder of Big Drop Brewing. Rob, welcome. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. So, Rob, um, really excited to have you on the show. The Big Drop Brewing stuff and and see your your growth and the number of beers coming through. But before we get stuck into all of that, can you tell me a bit of background? Um, Tell me a bit more about your story and who you are. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I am actually a, a, a lawyer by by trade, by profession, and um, I began uh, my journey uh, probably about ten years ago when I set up my own law firm in the city with another guy, which is which is still going strong. But the uh, the, the broad split was that he would he would do the law and I would go out and, and get the work. Um, and the kind of law that I did meant that that was a lot of uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of boozy boozy lunches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so, after I had my first kid, I stopped drinking for about seven months. Um, but but thought that there was a bit of a gap in the market for decent tasting craft beer, of, of which I am a fan. Um, and that kind of is the the background to to Big Drop and how it all started. So um, we come from very similar backgrounds, then. <laughs> uh, oil broker in London. So um, I know what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And I was still having to to take these clients out. It wasn't like I could retreat to my house and not go out for for you know however many months I decided not to drink. I was still having to go into pubs and bars and restaurants, and all the other people were still drinking. But I I did. I managed to managed to hold firm for about seven months. Um, but got pretty bored pretty quickly with um, with the options that were being presented to me, if indeed there were options. And usually it wasn't an option. It was, you know, this or nothing. Um, awesome. So as you were out there and um, braving the UK social scene <laughs> or London social scene without any alcohol, you brave man, you, um, what, how did you hit onto your big idea? Um, I'm a stout drinker. Um, so I, I like, I like dark beers and I scoured 
the bars, scoured the internet, and I just could not find anybody, dare I say it, in the world who was making an alcohol-free stout. And I just thought, well, why not? And I didn't, you know, like many of these ideas, I didn't drop everything day one and trot off and start business. But I found a a little brewery in Bermondsey that would hire out their their kit so you could run sort of 700 litre batches. But I am not a brewer. I had no idea even how you make beer, let alone alcohol free beer. Um, But fortunately, this place had a consultant working there called Johnny Clayton, who um, is is with us now still um, and is, is probably... I would say he he would be probably counted as the uh, the most knowledgeable brewer certainly in the country and possibly the world about making alcohol free beer now given what he's done. Wow! Uh, but yeah, yeah, because he he really embraced the the challenge that I gave him, which was, can you make me? Because really, it was for me. This is what I wanted to drink. You know, can you make me a 0.5 stout that tastes like a stout? Um, and he he took up the challenge and um, and nailed it. I think we've won. That that stout has won awards against full strength beers in blind tastings um, in the World Beer Awards. So it really does stack up as a as a good beer. So that one's our baby. That's the one we love. That uh, is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the that was the next step that we took. Yeah. And um, can you tell us a bit about the the process? How do you how how does one go about making a or is it a super secret? It's uh, it's uh, witchcraft and black magic, <laughs> much as they let me say. Uh, happily, happily for me, I, I still have very uh, only a vague idea of, of how he does it. Um, but the, the the key for us was this: it is essentially there's two ways. Well, there's a number of ways that you can make alcohol-free beer. But what we didn't want to do was what a lot of the, the big players do, which is make a beer, an alcoholic beer, and then extract the alcohol after the event because what that means is you can kind of get away with making lager like that because lager is clean and crisp there's not a lot to lager that's the whole point of a good lager whereas we wanted to make pale ales with lots of hops we wanted to make stout with lots lots of you know dark chocolatey flavors and coffee flavors um and you can't you can't brew a beer and then extract the alcohol and and leave those beers standing as good beers in their own right because when you extract the alcohol you also extract lots of other things as well lots of flavors lots of aromas so we brew to strength um so we that our beer is brewed in almost exactly the same way as you would expect to find a normal beer brewed but the alcohol never gets above 0.5 percent and largely speaking the trick is you don't turn the sugar into alcohol so although you're running the fermentation all the way through to extract flavors from the grains uh, and everything else that you put in, and then you hop it just like you would hop any other beer, you're not converting the sugar to alcohol. And then in order to avoid, sometimes alcohol-free beers are a little bit sweet, you know, a little bit too malty. Yeah. Just, just to avoid that, it's, it's then a question of balancing the recipes, which is, that's, that's, the, that's the trick. That's the secret as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how we do it. So we're one of the very few people... That don't extract the alcohol after the event. Brilliant. Stopping alcohol becoming itself at source. Exactly. Exactly. Genius. Genius. Um, so, and now you've got several beers? Uh, yeah, I think last count there was eight. 
Um, we have Ooh, a. I was just chuckling at last count. Yeah, yeah, last. Yeah, I, we. The They're great popping up so right. fast. <laughs> yeah, we've because we've taken investment. We've hired people. We've got people working with us now. So Johnny's able to spend you know all of his time developing um, as many recipes as we can as we can get him to do. So we've got a core range which is available in in sort of the the Tesco's, the Morrison's, the Ocado's, which is the lager. Which, so we do a lager and the stout, which is the first one, and then a, a pale ale. And those, those are very popular styles of beer. Everybody understands those those styles, and those are the ones that are widely available. But we really want to keep innovating within the sector. We, we want to say to not just the consumer, but the, the beer community, look what you can do with, with 0.5 beer. So we've also got... A brown ale, which is a sort of traditional bitter, you know, the kind of beer you would expect to be um, on a cask in a in a pub, you know, good good winter good winter's drink. We've got a, um, a sour beer, which is a very um, it's not a new style of beer, but one that's increasing in popularity. Um, and then we've got a, a spiced ale, which is a good good Christmas drink. Um, but we're coming into we're coming into summer, so the sour will be coming out again. Um, and then we've got a uh, an extra hopped IPA, which is a, a great special edition beer that we'll be releasing fairly soon as well. So yeah, I, I think that's eight. Does that come to about eight? And there'll, yeah. there'll be more. There'll be more. We'll, we'll do collaborations with other brewers. We'll release other beers. We really do just try and push the envelope with these styles of beer. Excellent. Now, I just want to explain something to to, to um, you guys out there that. What what does it mean by 0.5%? What does it mean by low alcohol? And why are we talking about low alcohol beer or even alcohol beer on the One Year No Beer podcast? Right. This so, is the bit, this, yeah. This yeah, is so, the bit where, where Jennifer Aniston says this this is the, the science bit. This is this, <laughs> this is the really boring legal technical bit. I will try and make it as quick and as simple and as painless as possible. But it goes a little bit like this. In the United Kingdom, you cannot call beer alcohol-free unless it is 0.05%. You cannot brew beer to 0.05% in the normal way. You have to brew a beer and then extract the alcohol. So we will never get our beer down to 0.05, and we will never try. In the EU, and we export a lot of beer to Netherlands and Scandinavia, 0.5% is classed as alcohol-free. So you can call it alcohol-free. In Canada, where we hopefully will be exporting to shortly, we would be able to call a beer non-alcoholic. Now, we don't call it alcohol-free even in, in Europe because we view our beer as beer. It's just beer that happens to be 0.5, which is a really low ABV and not one that, that has traditionally existed. But and there is science behind this, so you know you don't just have to take my word for it. Most most people will look at zero point five and say, "If I'm not drinking, I'm happy with a 05 percent drink," because a lot of ginger beer has got that much alcohol in. You know, an overly ripe banana has got a fair whack of, of alcohol in. It would be actually. I'll tell you a funny story, really quickly. Funny story. We always say, you know, I don't advise people to drink and drive at all, obviously. But with this beer, it is almost impossible any 0.5 beer to, to get anywhere approaching the, the, the drink drive limit at all. There is a video on YouTube of an American competitive eater and drinker um, who decided that he would drink 28 bottles 
of 0.5% beer in one hour with a view to trying to reach the blood alcohol level for driving to make him illegal to drive. He drank 28 bottles in an hour, took a breathalyzer test, and it came up completely negative. There was an effective... And and by the way, you could drink a pint of Stella and you would be over the limit, right? That's my understanding. Or close to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So your body processes any alcohol that's in these beers quicker than it can get in anyway. And there's not enough in there. So I always say to people, look, you know, if you don't want to drink any alcohol at all, if you want, if you really want 0.00 drinks, that's fine. That's fine. There are options out there. But in my experience, 90%, 99% of the people who we talk to who are saying, I'm either not drinking or I'm moderating my drinking or I'm not drinking for a month, whatever it is, it's fine. No. I think I think this is the the, the key point is about the edu- uh, is about educating people. So one of the things is uh, we feel very strongly, and also science backs this up. Also, you know that um, the alcohol free beers, the low alcohol beers, you know, or non alcoholic beers, so 0.5 percent and below, can be very very helpful in your early days of um, going through this challenge. And the reason why is for everything we've just said, which is that. You are not going to get pissed. You're not drinking um, alcohol as you think you are. There is, in in some glasses, in some orange juices, there is more than 0.5% alcohol. So you might you might be drinking more alcohol in your orange juice than you are in having one of these beers. So and 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 that's why you know really what we do is when you put a bottle up to your mouth, you get the smell, the taste. All of those triggers are going on and you're actually rewiring your brain that you don't need the alcohol. And also there's some really interesting science out there from Stanford University where they took a whole bunch of students, half of them were given alcohol-free beers, half of them were given, so 0.5% and below, half of them were given beers with alcohol. And the students that were drinking the the 0.5% and below were showing all the signs in their head of, of, um, of reacting to the beer when they weren't drinking alcohol free and that uh, and so in a way the brain is just making up this feeling because that's what it's experienced um, so that's why that's why these things can be extremely helpful um and you know the the i think also what makes it easier is when you're out publicly and you're out socially when you can have something alternative that is you know not perfectly acceptable within the challenge is still going to help you change your relationship with alcohol but looks and feels like a really great tasting beer Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I I completely agree with that. I, I am, I have I have enjoyed a beer. I do enjoy a beer, but but I am at the moment just at the beginning of a a one year no beer myself, which is I'm you know completely coincidentally had decided that I would would take some time off. Um, but um, having the big drop, you know, we were available. Uh, he said switching into promotional mode, but we were available in various pubs um, around, particularly the London area. And actually, it's great because I can now go into the pub and have a good tasting beer, which is exactly what I couldn't do when I stopped, you know, two and a half, three years ago. So, to, to an extent, I have kind of answered my own challenge, which is now I don't mind going into the pub and sitting down and having an alcohol-free beer because. They can taste great. And it really does mean, for me particularly, you don't have to worry about it. You can go into the pub, enjoy the social element of it, sit down with your friends, have a chat and have a beer 
you know, have a pint, because we're on tap in various ones, you know, have a pint of great tasting beer. And it's brilliant. And then you don't worry about it. Yeah. And then you wake up the next day and you feel brilliant. It's great. <laughs> uh, that's exactly it. Um, so um, fantastic. And uh, you've, you've had a bit of an interesting journey um, over launching this. So um, 2016 is when Johnny started joining you. And then um, 2017, you started really marketing. I see that um, towards the tail end of 2017, um, you had the stout out in Sweden through Systembolaget, which is the alcohol monopoly over there. Yeah. Um, how, is, how was 2018 for you? What's been going on? 2018, a bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we are we are in the Swedish system, Belaget system. We're also available in uh, Finland and the largest supermarket in the Netherlands, which is Albert Hein. Uh, in the UK, we're listed in Tesco and Ocado. We'll be going live in uh, Morrison's very soon. Um, and what else we've got? We've got larger pubcos coming on board hopefully soon. I think for me, what's been really interesting is particularly in 2018, we saw the off trade really embrace it. Uh, you know, the multis, the supermarkets, you know, even the ones that we're not listed in yet talking to us, interested in exploring what we're doing. Um, the on-trade has been a lot slower to react, which I, which I found surprising because, you know, you, you, you will know this particularly if you go into a pub and you look around, actually you'll find there's quite a lot of people not drinking. And I do think that great alcohol-free beer is an opportunity for the on-trade that they're not quite embracing yet. Some of them yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. But, but not all of them. And I think it just needs you know, consumers going in. More and momentum. Say, yeah, it just needs people to say, look, actually, what you've got there is not good enough. You know, when you look at... That, hor- that horrible Bex Blue at the bottom. Sorry if you love Bex Blue out there, but I you're few and far between. I can't possibly... <laughs> but it's minging. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not good enough. And I think we'll get there, but I think they're just a bit a bit slower. But there's there's a lot going on. We're, we're much more widely available. Um, we're talking to, interestingly, um, sort of... Uh, cruise liners um, and train operators and airlines as well who are really interested in having that offering having that offering yeah i think it's really exciting because it just demonstrates this global paradigm shift um that 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 we're seeing away from alcohol and um you know i think that's that's really really exciting yeah no i think it is is really exciting and and big drop's just going to try and continue to be at the forefront of it in terms of you know, in terms of innovation, in terms of being able to make lots of different styles of great beer, because we know, you know, I, we start, I'm repeating myself now, but I started because I couldn't find a stout, but not everyone likes stouts. Some people like brown beer, some people like lager, some people like pale ale. So we just want to be able to provide, you know, everybody with, with the, the type of beer that they want. And if we can do that, then then I think we're winning. I want to dig a bit into your um, personal experience of taking a break from booze um, when you did seven months previously. Yeah. Um, how did you find that in the early days? Um, yeah, I probably found it quite tough in the early days because, as I said, I was I was still having to go out and about with clients, and you know, as you say, you know, the score, city lads, city brokers. You turn around and say you're not drinking, then there's there's Ooh. a particular reaction that comes with that. Um, but you know, that was, I just decided that I wasn't going to drink, and and that was it. So but that doesn't mean it wasn't it wasn't difficult. Um, it's certainly 
I mean, I lost what? What did I lose? I think I lost about a stone in about seven months. I'm not a bit. I'm not. I'm not a big chap. I think I weighed. What did I lose? So I started about eighty-five kilos and lost about ten kilos. I think something like that. Don't don't hold me to the measurement conversions. I probably get them wrong. But so yeah, I lost a bit of weight. Slept better. Um, felt better. Um, and this time around, as I said, I'm just. I'm only about a week in, but. Um, because I do like beer and I'll probably drink a couple of pints every day normally, a few glasses of wine with my dinner or something. Um, but already now I'm starting to feel the difference, a bit more clear-headed. And it's easier now as well because I'm not in the city. You know, I work from home or, you know, I mean, for goodness sake, I, you know, I run and own, one, you know, one of the finest alcohol-free beer companies in the world. So if I can't do one year no beer, then um, <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. Awesome. So um, we will be fully supporting you on your 365 journey. Thank you um, very much. Looking forward to hearing from it as it gone goes. Tell me, what made the decision to go alcohol-free? What was leading up to that uh, seven-month break? I had a kid. had a kid. Um, so uh, Milo, my son now, is, is, uh, is four, nearly five. Um, and, you know, I wanted to be a... I wanted to be a 21st century dad. I wanted to come home and, you know, give him a bath and put him to bed and read him a story and get up and change nappies and do all the things that you, you know, want to do with your kid. But you can't really give a baby a bath if you've been for lunch and had a bottle of wine, three pints of beer and a whiskey because they, they tend to send around social services at that point. Um, so You can. They you don't. can. You can. <laughs> they don't yeah. send around social circles. I know because I did it. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, not no, proud, but I mean, I you know, I wasn't as switched on and as smart as you as a as a, as a young new father. I I still carried on. Well, no, I mean, I, I you know, I didn't. Don't get me wrong, I didn't. I didn't quit straight away. It was just after a while. I thought, no, actually, this is. This I'm is not getting the best out of um, out of this experience, and then you just say, well, you know, what, what are you going to do? And actually, this this time around as well, I've now got. 20 month old twins a boy and a girl um and i was in no in no way was i drinking as much as i was back there now but even so you know you just on a saturday sometimes you wake up and you think oh yeah do you know what i'm feeling a bit fuzzy this morning but guess what you still got a four-year-old climbing on your head you still got nappies to change and, and i just thought uh let's let's do it again we'll do it again it's fine i've done it before did seven months so let's do a year um so yeah, my motivator fundamentally, my motivator is my kids. That that's that's what's made me. Uh, that's your reason why. Good. Yeah, both times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well done. That's fantastic. Um, well, Rob, that's been really insightful. Thank you um, for everybody out there. If they wanted to click online and um, get some get some big drop brew in their house, where would they go? Well, you can go to lots of places. So um, as I said, online, um, Ocado do the core range. That's a good option for online deliveries. Um, if you want to explore the full range, um, then you could probably look at either Beer Hawk, um, who also sell alcoholic beer, but they sell most of our beer, or alternatively, uh, some of the specialist alcohol-free websites, which I'm sure your listeners and members will be aware of, but you've got Dry Drinker, Wise Bartender, Light Drinks, um, a number of options, and they will do the they will do the full range. Uh, and if you shop locally, then um, bigger Tesco's and Morrison's will also carry it soon. So plenty of plenty of opportunity to 
fill your fridges with some fine big drop beer. That's awesome. So then you never have FOMO whenever you've got guests around, you can um, get stuck into something. Well done, Rob. Thanks so much for your time. Um, Great to speak. And I look forward to hearing your alcohol-free journey over the coming year. No problem. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. For a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself, head on over to oneyearnobeer.com. Oneyearnobeer.com.